What is darkness? Is it merely an absence of light? Is it an absence of feeling, of sound, of emotion, of love? What is darkness? Is it only one type, or are there many? Is a moonless night considered as dark as the deep depths of space? Floating, falling, darkness all around, no sound, the type of darkness that is absolute and all-encompassing. Is there a difference between floating and falling? What does it mean when they are the same? What does it mean to die? Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome back to One Guy, One Roll, where we are playing Iron Sworn Starforged. This is the beginning of episode 14, where we are following the story of Nikora Sokolov. As always, I am your host, player, and GM, Hero Cities, here on One Guy, One Roll. As always, we'll begin our episode with a recap of what happened last session. For the last few episodes, Nakora's oxygen has been basically running on empty. We ran out of oxygen according to our chart beginning of last episode, meaning that he had only 30 minutes of air left in his tanks. Despite this absolute risk to his life and limb, Nakora made a decision which I think really shows what his character is. Abandoning his own safety and Subject Alpha, he went back up the elevator shaft, rescued Petra from inside of the reactor core by functionally shutting back down the space station, and the two of them, well, Petra, led them to where one of these personal mining suits that the miners use down on the surface of Cicero to gather ice in order to bring it back up to the station for processing into drinkable water or other necessary things that require water. And using this suit, they were able to descend back down the shaft where Petra managed to send Nikora falling onto the ground after seeing this brain wired to a computer also known as subject alpha and it sent panic through her because i guess the fear or lack of understanding of what exactly this thing is after getting subject alpha secured onto the mining suit and on their way down to the bottom of the elevator shaft back down to the airlock everything fades to black as the last of his oxygen finally runs out that was the end of that scene so we will be starting a new scene here where I think, obviously, our chaos factor will be increasing back up to five. Nakora did not feel very in control of the situation last episode. Since we are starting a new scene here, we do need to roll against our chaos factor of five to see if this scene is altered in any way. No, we rolled a seven. And the very last thing we have to do here is roll to see if our clock gets fulfilled. I'm not sure. It's going to change dramatically what happens this session. So 50-50. Let's see what happens. We got a 12, which is not an extreme yes, but it is a yes. So at last, our secret clock does get filled, and that will come into play shortly. And with our start of session stuff complete, let's get into it. One might ask themselves, what happens at the end of a fall? Does it matter how far the fall is? Falling down the stairs probably not fatal, but hurts like hell. Falling off a deck may be fatal, definitely hurts like hell, probably broke something. Falling for an eternity through the darkness, painless and fatal? That's the question. These basic thoughts of nothingness, of darkness, are all Nikora has. Swimming without moving one's arms, suddenly falling again, endlessly drifting through a darkness deeper and blacker 
than the darkest corner of the forge. Suddenly, painlessly, without any real change, the falling stops, the sensation of drowning in darkness, of the absolute absence of sound, light, life, feeling, emotion, a sound, vague, fuzzy, and distant at first. A sound, a familiar sound even. What is familiar? What is a sound? What is that noise? This sound of yelling? Arguing? Raised voices and blurry objects and... Wait, blurry objects? Objects can't be blurry through sound, can they? Fuzziness. Moments later, the sounds take more definite shape. Yes, a woman. A woman? Since when was there Petra arguing? Was that her voice? I don't know. Never heard her speak. Wait, the other voice. I recognize that voice. My only real companion, as much as a program can be considered intelligence, chance. But I was fully embraced by the darkness. Where? Is that chance? Suddenly, like a wave crashing on the beach, everything rushes in. Clearly here, chance. Voice recognition, failure. I am sorry, ma'am, but you do not have authorization to override access. Please input manual override codes in order to... A rather pleasant woman's voice interjects, completely interrupting chance. I don't think you quite understand, computer. You can see Nikoris on the table right here. Clearly, he's here, I'm here, he's alive, let me in the door, we need to get the hell out of here, can you not see what's happening? We need to go. I'm sorry, ma'am, but due to lockdown protocol, I cannot allow you access into the cockpit. Please input override codes. An exasperated sigh releases from whom Nakora can only assume is Petra, and he hears a slam, someone's fist hitting something metallic. Damn V.I.s, I don't have time for this. She turns back around, looking over at Nikora, whose eyes just begin to blink one time. She rushes over to Nikora. Blinding brightness. Is that what a newborn feels when they open their eyes for the first time? Horrific burning of the cornea. This sense of blurry, bright white. The sense of color being drained from the world, then slowly being replaced by shapes and color and definition and through the fuzziness of slow brain activity and suddenly dawns on Nikora as his memory slowly comes back into his body out of this descent down this dark tunnel falling endlessly into eternity. He remembers a solid red light growing dim and going out then nothing there's this gap he has no idea where he is can presume on the second chance but as this blurriness of his vision slowly sharpens he can see a very concerned face a very concerned scarred face leaning over him the face of petra with a slight scowl on it you're a damned fool you know can't believe you came back for me you nearly died suffocated ran out of oxygen co2 poisoning would have killed you first if we hadn't been so close to, I don't know what to call this, ramshackle, barely holding together ship, which I can only assume is yours, you would have died. Hearing this, all Nakora can do in response is blink a couple of times. Says this fog in his head is slowly clearing. Yes, this is the second chance. Yes, Petra is here. Heard her arguing with chance. That's right, my VI did a good job. 
kept the ship safe. Seeing his blinking and seemingly slowly coming to, Petra says, Look, your ship's computer is being very obstinate. We need to get out of here now. And it won't give me access into the flight deck in order to get us the hell out of here. So I need you to do something. We need to get out of here now. Nakora can clearly hear the sound of desperation in her voice and still just barely having control over his body. He wills himself to sit upright, but all he can do is slowly move his arm, tries to speak, and just a mumble comes out. What about, what about the, what the, uh, subject alpha, what a subject. Seeing his lips move, Petra lowers her ear to his lips, this burned ragged ear scarred horrifically subject alpha i don't under oh you mean the brain thing yeah we're gonna have to talk about that when we have time right now we don't have time we need to go now nakora we need to leave this place now we don't have time for this get your damn computer to open the flight deck door now we need to go with his throat and lips feeling like an infinite desert nakora opens his cracked lips one more time is 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 it here did you bring it in i i need i need it i need that computer yes nikora i brought it on board now get your damn computer to open the door feeling a little bit more life coming back into him at the sound of all of his toils being worthwhile Cora opens his eyes a little more, seeing that he's been laid out on the little table that's in the mess area of the ship. It's been a while since we've talked about the second chance, having been stuck on the prosperity for the better part of the entire show. So I'll give you a brief reminder about exactly what the second chance is and what it looks like. If you've ever watched Cowboy Bebop, it's very heavily inspired by the Space Trucker episode with the uh, Space Trucker ship basically the part that they're in now is called the cab and this cab connects to a box with clamps and magnetics and the cab is four decks i guess you could say and has a ladder that runs through the center of it and the lowest floor is where the forward airlock where they would have come in from the prosperity is located also connects backwards into what's called the box which is where like a space trucker would basically lower this this ship on top of a container these latches would come down connect to it and they would essentially lift off VTOL style and fly away with whatever the cargo is now they are currently unable to access up through this mess ladder there's a little hatch that opens and closes that gives access into the flight deck and it's currently closed and locked per the protocol that Nakora always establishes with chance the virtual intelligence aboard the second chance for extra confusion for everybody, including myself. This hatch, which is currently locked and sealed, is what Petra's trying to get Chance to open in order to get out of here. Once again, with parched, dry lips, Nakora just mumbles, Why are you in such a hurry to get out of here, Petra? What is going on? Once again, with her ear just above his lips, she says, We don't have time for this, Nikora. Get up or give me the access codes. Can Nakora overcome this traumatic experience and get off the table without needing to give up his codes to Petra? I think we're going to face danger with strength. So plus iron, which for us is a one. We got a weak hit with a four and a ten on the challenge dice and a four, so a five on our action dice. So we succeed, but not without cost. 
make a suffer move. For us at this point, I think we're just going to lose momentum. It makes the most sense. All of this uh, excitement is really dwindled down and we've just been kind of losing our forward uh, movement here. Nakora shakily mustering all of his strength and endurance that he has manages to get himself up his waist and stretches out and feeling a little more put together. Okay, Chance, this is Nakora. Lockdown is suspended. Go ahead and allow myself and Petra here access into the bridge. The metallic voice of Chance comes over the intercom. Processing, processing, processing. Voice recognized. Welcome back, sir. Lockdown disengaged. There's a loud click that echoes through the mess as the hatch, which was closed top of the ladder, pops open. And now Nikora and Petra have access back up to the bridge. Sir, if I might take a moment, your vitals appear to be abnormal. Low temperature, low heart rate, high respiration. Might I suggest... Nikora interrupts the VI. Not now, Chance. We don't have time for this. Okay, Petra, what is going on that requires you to be in such a hurry when I have such a splitting headache? Petra doesn't even respond to Nakora as she starts climbing up the ladder to the bridge of the second chance. Nakora just kind of looks up the ladder at where she went, sighs, and follows her up into the bridge. Body aching, muscles on fire, Nakora manages to pull himself up the last rung of the ladder and sees Petra standing there with kind of a look of disbelief on her burned, scarred face. How do you live like this, Nakora? This is filthy. The camera pans around and we see trash and filth and unclean kitchen utensils and plates and space takeout boxes littering the entire flight deck. Nakora just kind of shrugs his way past Petra, who's still standing there a little bit in disbelief as he swings himself into the captain's chair located in the middle of the bridge. So on the bridge, there's this, it's pretty much like the flat end of like a Mack truck or like a big rig. It's flat. The whole front of the ship, so they can really pack them in if they need to. Really easy to park them, really tightly packed. And this front window kind of wraps around this boxy flight deck. But in the middle, there's one elevated chair, which is obviously the captain's chair, which is on a swivel and can swivel around and kind of move about that area. And down below, lower, closer to where the window is, there's two other chairs with panels in front of them. And then in the back of the cockpit area... There's two other, like, jump seats where people could strap in. Nakora gingerly plops himself down into the captain's chair and begins firing up various systems on board. Still, before initializing engine startup, he looks down at Petra, who's shoveling off all the trash and debris which has accumulated onto one of these forward chairs, and says, Before we do anything, Petra, why the hurry? From where they're currently located in the ship, all they can see out the front is this wall of metal from the actual Prosperity. She just looks back at Nikora and points out the back window of the ship. Besides this long connecting corridor, which connects to the engine section of the ship, and you can still see where this box that Nikora has, where his skiff called Fatty lives and other junk and stuff. It's just a standard cargo box that any one of these space truckers would would use to haul the actual goods if they were doing real space trucking jobs. Past the engines, out into space. First, he doesn't see anything, but then just kind of taking a moment to peer out there, he sees something 
massive coming towards this prosperity. Who the hell is that? He says, looking out the window. Sounding a little bit hesitant, she just says, I don't know, Nikora, but something tells me they're no simple rescue party. To Nikora's ear, it sounds like she might be keeping secrets to herself. And regardless, Nikora, I don't think they're going to take kindly to that thing we now have in our hold. We need to go. We need to get out of here now. Nikora certainly doesn't have any reason to argue with her, so he begins the process of starting up the systems and the engines aboard the Second Chance. As he does so, he says, Chance, that ship out there, what do you make of it out of the scanners? A few seconds pass by. Scanning. 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 Sir, as previously mentioned about skipping maintenance, which I have sent to you now for the last... Chance, now is not the time. Nikora interrupts. Tell me what you can see. If you can't see anything, just shut up. Few moments of silence pass. Now, with the state of the ship and the, well, lack of proper maintenance being conducted here by Nikora, can Chance use the scanning equipment on the second chance to see anything? I don't know. We're going to call it 50-50. 91 is an extreme no. This means that currently... Not only can Chance not see anything with the Auspex, I don't know what else to call it, we're just going to use the 40k word for it, they're completely broken. Chance says nothing back to Nikora, and Nikora's like, well, Chance, you got anything for me at all? Or are you just as useless as my... He trails off into silence, not wanting to make fun of his ship in front of Petra, who just looks at him with this petulant look on her face. A long few seconds pass without Chance responding to Nikora. Sir, I did as I was told. I have nothing to report. Auspects are offline. Due to the lack of maintenance, shut up about the maintenance chance. I promise you the next time we manage to dock at an anchorage, we'll get it fixed. Now, I don't have time for this shit. We gotta get the hell out of here. All right, let's initiate the startup process. Flipping some switches, including a specially built-in kill switch underneath the dash. The engines on board the second chance rumble to life and... Pulling away from the airlock, which is now functionally a gaping hole blasted in there by Nikora, they start to fly away. However, I think it's almost certain that they get noticed by the incoming ship. 44. Yes. So, as they begin pull back from this destroyed airlock, the comms crackle alive, and this cold, hard voice comes over the radio. Unidentified and unauthorized ship departing the prosperity you will disengage your engines at once, shut down, and prepare for boarding. This area is currently under APTE control. Once again, ship departing the Prosperity, power down, and prepare to be boarded. Nikor ignores this request, beads of sweat starting to form on his forehead as he begins to move the throttle forward. The engines flare to life on the back of the second chance, and they depart from the station with it slowly receding out the back window. Petra looks back at Nikor. You're not seriously going to try and outrun them, are you? Look at the size of that thing. I bet they even have fighters on board. Nikor, with a grimace on his face, looks down towards Petra. Do you know who the APTE are? She looks back up at him. I've heard some rumors. Well, let's just say that every rumor you've heard is far from the worst that they can do to us if they catch us with what I have down in my hold. Petra looks back at him. You mean the... Brain thing? Nikora nods. Don't tell me you stole their AI. He looks down at her again. What would a simple miner know about AI? She looks back up at him with a scowl on her face. 
what would a dirty, no good scavenger like you know about AI? And more importantly, how do you know about the APTE? Returning her cold look with a slight smile on his face. We've had history in the past. History, she says. Let me guess, you fucked him over, didn't you? Not looking back down at her, but focusing on his flying. Nikora says, no, just a job gone bad. Now, the question is, what does this ship do? This huge ship belonging to the Association of Professional and Technical Engineers, APTE, the Spacers Guild, known colloquially as the Chondrites. I think it's likely they're interested in pursuing Nikora and the second chance. 76, that's a no by 1%. I cannot believe that just happened. I thought for sure they were going to come after Nikora and Petra. Perhaps they're just too focused on what's going on with the prosperity. However, I think it's a near sure thing that they managed to at least record the details of Nikora's ship, the serial number, the signature, whatever it is, the transponder code. 45, yes. So, the Spacers Guild also known as the APTE, who's already had experience with Nikor, knows that he was at the Prosperity. That's going to be very important. I guess we do have a question of what type of ship is this? I think it's a cruiser. I think that just makes the most sense. I think it's, it's likely that it's a cruiser. 22. Yes, it's a cruiser. So this ship is a cruiser which means that it's big and expensive, has plenty of guns, probably a very small contingent of fighter craft on board. Not many, but a few. Shuttlecraft in order to get down to the surface of a planet, because I don't think this thing's capable of really doing atmospheric flying. I just don't think that's part of what it's doing. And it's big. It's like a kilometer long. It's massive. It's not the largest ships that the guild makes, but it's big. I think we should give this thing a name. Let's roll for it. It'll be kind of fun. 94, the ultraviolet. Okay, that's pretty cool. Pushing his ship to the limits, Nakora looks down at the gauges and looks over at Petra. What do you see? Can you run some diagnostics and see if they're pursuing us? She just looks back at him with that same petulant look on her face. Didn't you hear your computer? Everything's broken. I'm blind. We have functionally blind out here. I'm having a hard time even pinpointing where the anchorage is for us to get out of here. I think we're screwed. We're stuck here. We can't do anything. Your shitty ship is going to get us captured and probably tortured and killed. You don't fuck with these people, Nikora. Cora returns her same look, though of course hers is much more effective with her scarred and burned face. Cora punches away at the keyboard in front of him. I refuse to give up that easy. I'm not going to be captured by these bastards. Chance, what do you got for me? Can you detect anything? Are we just going to have to blind jump? Calculating, calculating, calculating. Sir, I detect a probability of 27% chance of catastrophic failure on a blind jump into the drift. Chance's tinny voice comes over the cockpit speakers. Blind jumps into the drift are not recommended and may void any warranties associated with the ship. Upon hearing this, Petra lets out a scoffing laugh. The idea of there being a warranty associated with this hunk of junk. Cora, still hammering away at the keyboard, says, fine, I'll just do it myself. Pushing in the execute button, a handle off on the side of the console lights up and starts pulsing. This blue color pulses quicker and quicker and then goes solid blue. He looks down at Petra, who looks back up at him. I sure hope you know what you're doing, Nakora. If we end up inside of a sun, I'm going to kill you in the next life. Cora looks down at her. I didn't take you for the religious type. 
Hand on the blue lever, Cora twists it downward. And from outside the second chance, these wavy, strange lines begin to form, blurring out a sharp view of the ship, and then suddenly nothing as the Elodian drive kicks in, and Nikora, Petra, Chance, and Project Alpha slip into drive space, into the unknown. And with that, we bring that scene to a close, and we do get to mark experience. Well, not experience, but we get to mark two more ticks on our retrieve, the memory core, for the mysterious creed back in Osseus, which brings us to eight out of ten boxes filled. I think it's pretty obvious what the last thing we have to do to fulfill this one is. We still have to return the memory core, which we can now assume is Project Alpha to Creed. We also finished that scene. I feel like, honestly, we were in control of that scene for the most part, which will drop our chaos rating back down to four. The next scene will be what awaits us as we jump out of drive space. A blind jump is not safe. Only done with specialized computers, at least with some sort of nav chart. Can't wait to see what we discover on the other end. Since I'm thinking about it now, I'm just going to roll and see if it's going to be a modified scene. It's not. We rolled a five with our chaos rating of four. That would be a non-modified scene. And I think that just due to being able to escape the prosperity together, getting on board the second chance, getting away from the ultraviolet belonging to the APTE and everything has at least slightly indentured. Is that the right word? I guess it made Petra feel like she's a little bit closer to our boy, Nakora. So I'm going to fill in two more boxes on their relationship track, since it is a dangerous task. I think that definitely counts for bringing them closer together. So that gives them four out of ten boxes. We're going to keep letting that relationship mature between them. Other than that, just as an overview of Nakora here, he's not looking too good. The four momentum is not great. It's got two health, two spirit, and three supply. Things have not been going so well for Nakora, but to wrap up this little arc we've had, we were successful in retrieving the memory core, which is probably somewhere in either the computer or inside of the AI's brain itself. We met Petra on board. We survived running out of oxygen, thanks to Petra, and we managed to escape from the prosperity successfully without getting blown out of the sky or boarded by the ultraviolet. I can't wait to play next episode and see what awaits us on the other side of the drift with an unknown jump blindly into space. This could spell the end of Nikora and the second chance. It's all going to come down onto that roll. I can't wait to see what happens. As always, thank you so much for listening to my podcast here on One Guy, One Roll as we play Iron Sworn Starforged. I really hope that you all are enjoying the story as much as I am. We had some pretty lucky rolls again today, and just the luck behind the rolls so far has been fantastic. Just so everyone's aware, this is a relatively new set of dice I bought recently, and I've been blown away by their formants so far. However, as we all know, luck comes and goes in cycles, so the wheel is bound to turn, our luck will change, and... Things are going to get real weird at some point here for Nikora. It's guaranteed to happen. If you enjoy listening to the podcast and wish to provide your support in order for me to keep this ad-free experience going, head on over to patreon.com slash one guy one roll and just go give it a look at. As little as a buck will get you into the solo role-playing guild. I would really appreciate your support. 
Unfortunately, it appears that the bakery my wife works at might be having to close their doors, unfortunately. The whole COVID pandemic kept them out on a thread, and they just haven't seen business pick up since then, so... Any support at this time would be incredibly appreciative, though I understand that money's short for everybody. Sometimes that's just part of life. Anyways, once again, let me thank you so much for listening to One Guy, One Role. I've been your host, Hero Cities, your host, player, and GM, signing off. Have a great day, and stay safe out there, y'all.